there's a lot of fuckery going on. So this is a little reminder for you and honestly for myself. Protect your peace. That doesn't mean ignore your feelings or ignore reality. But ground yourself. Like, sit down, crisscross applesauce style, and feel the ground beneath your booty. Feel your sit bones. Do something that makes you laugh. (laughs) One of my favorite practitioners, Prentice Hemphill, posted a grounding video last week on their Instagram. And towards the end of the video, they said that the ground has carried all of our history. Our stories, our anguish, our joy, all of it. So, in a way, when we ground ourselves, we tap into that wisdom. We tap into those experiences and we're reminded, and we are reminded, that we are not alone. I invite you to drink water and hydrate your body during this episode. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Hello Joy. (sighs) Happy New Year. I hope you are minding your business and your spirit and that you are being a blessing to your community and staying hydrated and moisturized in 2021. We're here. We made it into a new year, y'all. And we're making room this month with fortitude. Let's get into our daily affirmations. They're not daily anymore. So let's get into our affirmations. Yeah. During my hiatus, I found my way to more self-affirming accounts on Instagram. My second love language is words of affirmation, first quality time. So my Instagram feed looks a little like a love letter to my spirit. I'd say like 35, 40%. And my recent favorite creator is Alex L. She reminds me and has me reimagining how I engage with affirmations. So I've chosen a thread of her wise words to share with you. If you're near a mirror, I highly recommend that you shimmy on over to it. Look your beautiful self in the face and repeat after me. I'll wait for you to get there. Okay, I hope you're there. I'm going. Okay. I am committed to protecting my peace. I am committed to protecting my joy. I understand that every storm that passes through is clearing the path for something bigger, brighter, and more beautiful. I deserve to see myself in the same warm glow that I see others. My light is abundant. My joy is important. I deserve to take up space. There will be moments 
when I have to start from scratch and begin again, even after I've done intense work to mend. There is always more to learn in my healing. Starting over allows me to give myself grace as I wade through the ebbs and flows of grief. Choosing myself requires bravery and trust, even when I am not chosen by outsiders. I believe in my worth and I choose to rise up. Rejection teaches me to rise up. Rejection teaches me to uplift my spirit and redirect my energy even when it's a challenge. I am working through my mess. I am sorting out my life. I am finding peace in the midst of madness. I am deserving of emotionally clean spaces. Letting go is teaching me that I am not lacking, but receiving. I am acquiring knowledge, resilience, and room in my heart for something greater. I am deserving of love. I will not let the hurt of my past deter me from building the life I long for. And the last one is, as long as I live, I am capable of paving a new way for myself. I will do the work. And I haven't done this before, but I'm going to start adding this to the end of affirmations. Octavia Butler, who is now one of my favorite writers, I started reading her in quarantine. Um, she's a science fiction writer, or she was a, um, a black science fiction writer who won the MacArthur Award. Um, and she wrote out like a manifestation manifesto for herself. And at the end of it, she wrote, so be it, see to it. And I feel like that is amen and better than amen. So, so be it, see to it. Of course, you can go back as often as you need to. Bonus doses if you're near a mirror to be able to look at yourself while you say it is a plus. And yeah, that was a little tradition that my mom and my sister and I used to do when we were 12. My mom made the tradition. She called it mirror time. I don't think that's my first time letting y'all know about that. But if you're new here, welcome to our little tradition. I hope it helps. Oh, that was a gross burp. Let's get into that one, two, three, joy. Triumphant win. So I've been meditating for about a month now. And y'all, it is life changing. I'm not new to it because I believe that theater training is 55% meditation. You know, you have to like you focus on. You focus on the action, you you want to be in the present moment, 
and like liminality and I can never say that B word ver vermicitilude ver versimisilitude. You know which one I'm talking about. Anyway, or if you don't, just say V. I, I can spell it, I think. V-E-R-S-I-M-I-L-I-T-U-D-E, I think. For similitude. Anywho, that. It's all about focusing. And I could never quite do it in real life. And I tried. I tried for so many years with so many different apps. And I think it only hit me about two months ago when I had an interesting like mental health moment personally in this time. And I was like, whoa, I've never hit the edge in that way before. And I I, I don't want to see myself go there again. So I laid on the floor and started alexandering with this wonderful musical group called Beautiful Chorus. If you don't listen to them, I highly recommend. It's like being sung affirmations from the sweetest voices. And I've been really loving it. But once I realized that like, okay, I don't know that I can count on myself to guide myself through meditation every single day. And I want to have a time limit that makes it short and sweet and attainable. So I started using this app called Breathe. This isn't sponsored or anything, uh, but I started using this app called Breathe and it has done so much good in my life. I am always listening to the clips with the facilitator Ofusu. He is a wonderful soul. I like his voice is very calming and I just can go to it every day. I open up the bottom part of my little window seat window, sit on my little stool, and I like do the wake up meditation or the gratitude meditation. And it has really been helping with overall mood because there are so many things in a moment that can snatch away your peace. So when we connect and when we ground in, it's kind of like saying, uh-uh, this piece is mine, baby. And I think I'm starting to really believe that and be about that. And I'm grateful for it. So whoop, triumphant one. Joy Bud. I've decided that this year I'm going to do whatever it takes to fund my creative life. I am a six on the Enneagram and we have an interesting dynamic with authority. So sixes kind of float in between trusting authority with everything in their being, like looking for someone to believe in or questioning authority to a T. I mean, all of the questions, spitfire coming at you. And I've just been realizing that I've been looking for other people to believe in me, fund me, support me. And I'm not saying I should never do that. I think everybody needs community and I love collaboration. So I hope that my career will be filled with working with new people and challenging 
each other with brand new ideas and with ah, just yes all of that but I'm also feeling this need to believe in myself and to not feel like I have to apply to a grant in order for my work to be seen as valuable or to be seen by people I can do that for myself and if I have to sell 30 shirts I thrifted years ago with my mom to have like a few hundred bucks to do my thing then I will because I'm gonna do my art that's my purpose alongside community and I feel like that was a weird accent I'm gonna do my art um (laughs) but I am (laughs) and I read this really cool article by Alice Sparkly Cat Astrology. Check out um, her page on Instagram. It's really cool. But I was reading her horoscopes for 2021. And there was one that was like, what if you saved $1,000 towards whatever project you want to do rather than waiting for someone to grant you or fund you or... Or be like, hello, oh, look at you. I believe in your work. Which is wonderful. Like, yes, please, come. Give me money so I can share my heart with the world. But also, like, Eliana, you give, you you provide, you give provision for your damn self. So you can give your art to the world. And in whatever way you want to. And... I just feel challenged this year to embrace that freedom and the responsibility that comes with that in terms of navigating finances. And I'm excited for that journey. So that's my job, bud. A bud, bud. Um, graceful fail. I have written in my notes, post office lady, period. Because I think I'm gonna be on like before the the 2020 train wreck I had trouble standing up for myself whether it be like if someone gets my order wrong or if I can sense that someone is treating me not the way I deserve to be treated I I've always had trouble in that area of like reminding myself that like hey Liana it's okay to say that's not all right don't do that to me. Don't step on my toe. But it's gotten even harder in this time. I feel like half of me being here in this time warp, it's it's felt like someone has literally taken the voice out of me which is why I I needed to take a break from this podcast and is honestly if I'm being completely frank the reason why I'm on the fourth recording of this part of the segment because it just oh everything just feels so weighted in terms of speaking which is like important but also, like, my voice is like, I, but I deserve to say what I need to say, fam. Which is why I am challenging myself to come back to this. Because I do believe that my voice 
needs to be heard and not like I am Oprah. I don't know. Maybe I might be. I might be the next Oprah. Who knows? I'm not going to cancel that out. But like my voice is is wonderful and it's it's it might help people. And if it helps one person and I challenge myself to like get better at public speaking and stop saying um so much, then I'm going to do it. And I didn't with this post office lady. And I was mad because I was going to ship and mail stuff. And she seemed like she was like, I I was like, ooh, I was like, okay, you got a little entitlement. You got a little, you got a little Karen in you. I could, I could feel it in the way she was interacting with me before we began our transaction. And I had looked up all of the things I needed to know about my transaction. I had weighed my items. I had scaled my items. I had plugged it into the little calculator on the internet and and then she was telling me that it was a different price and like y'all I've worked in retail before and I know that it's frustrating when you're working and some customer is like I know what this is because I did this at home but you know they've they've been following the protocol and they're like well I mean you did it at home but this is what my boss told me I have to tell you so I get that and I try not to fight that. I'm not like an unreasonable person. But there are times when I'm like, no, like I act like I did. I did the work. I spent time figuring this out for this very reason, because I know I get scared when it comes to in the moment <laughs> and I could self-sabotage. So I found myself going into the little five-year-old voice that I have in me. And I was like, hi, so um." I'm I'm trying to send a package and y'all that's really how my voice sounded it and you hear me speaking now I speak from my chest okay when I speak my chest is like I feel that I feel the vibrations right in there but when I get to the front of the line it's like and I just it's frustrating it's gotten harder in quarantine in this pandemic in this Ugh, it's always been racist, but God, people are bold. And I just, ah, oh, man, oh man, it's a doozy. But that's the graceful fail. I don't want to come for this lady too much because then I feel like by speaking about her, I'm giving her power over me. And really what I can control is um, how I stand up for myself in the moment, regardless of what she does, because I'm learning more and more that every like people are going to cover their bottom line or they're not like I'm the person who struggles to do that to cover mine. <laughs> but the, a lot of people are selfish. Like that's a that's just like it's a thing. And they're going to do what they think is right. If it is something that bothers you or that infringes on your ability to breathe too, then you got to say something and it's not going to be easy. And man, it's especially just with the looming flag of angry black woman bannering around the corner. It's really hard, but I'm trying to remind myself like the lions in your belly, girl, the fierceness that God has put inside of your heart, like, just do it. Just do it. Because what is for you is for you. And this person feels like they can take up all the space in the room. You can take up some space, too, and say, well, no. 
Now, let's make room with fortitude. Ah, fortitude is defined as courage in pain or adversity. I saw another definition from Merriam-Webster that I think is just a little bit juicier. And it says it's strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger. Now, I have weird feelings around the word strength for many reasons. I've probably already mentioned them on this podcast. But I feel like strength doesn't necessarily allow for vulnerability or humanness. When I think of strength, I think of a superhero. And I'd like to think of myself more as resilient. And honestly, I like to think of others more as resilient because when we put this pressure of like superhero on it, then I think it can become toxic. That's just me. I might be bringing my own connotations to this word, but I like resilience better. So I would say it's resilience in spirit against all odds. Either way, fortitude is all about persisting to remain whole. It shows up right after we reach what we believe is our edge and gives us ground. And in a way, we've all been having serious training in this in this theme, in this value, in this thing. I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm really at least seven miles past what I thought was my edge at this point. It's I'm probably being gracious, honestly. Every time I wake up and just excuse my language, but fuckery, more fuckery happens and I wake up the next day and I'm still alive and I'm still breathing. I'm like, damn, girl, you did it again. You did it again. You're here. And I think that is really fortitude in its simplest form because it's when we keep coming back even when life is not looking great when things look pretty bleak when circumstances are dire and when the world like the world's humanity is is really troubling man and The fact that you're here right now, and this might sound corny, but I don't really care. The fact that you're here right now in this moment after what we went through last week alone shows that you have fortitude, that you are resilient as hell, that you are making a way out of no way with your beauty, with your vulnerability, with with you. And I'm proud of you for still being here. I'm proud of me for still being here. So before we go any further, that's the context for fortitude. I chose it as a theme because I believe that it is the foundation for healing and change. In order for change to occur, we have to be willing to keep coming back. And it's going to knock us out like wind, but we have to keep coming back. I've been reading and slowly because the book is quite troubling, especially when I'm looking at it in relation to (laughs) what time we're in now. But I'm reading Parable of the Sower 
by Octavia Butler and just going over the parts of Earthseed, which is like this this new religion that the main character is making. Whoa, it's been a couple of weeks, so I feel like I may have forgotten her name, which makes my brain sad. Hold on, I'm going to get it. Okay, so the main character's name is Lauren Alamina, and the synopsis is... When global climate change and economic crisis leads to social chaos in the early 2020s, California becomes full of dangers, from pervasive water shortage to masses of vagabonds who will do anything to live to see another day. 15-year-old Lauren Alamina lives inside a gated community with her preacher father, family, and her neighbors, sheltered from the surrounding anarchy. In a society where any vulnerability is a risk, she suffers from hyper-empathy, a debilitating sensitivity to others' emotions. Precocious and clear-eyed, Lauren must make her voice heard in order to protect her loved ones from the imminent disasters her small community stubbornly ignores. But what begins as a fight for survival soon leads to something much more, the birth of a new faith and a startling vision of human destiny. So, I've been reading this book for some time, as I mentioned, and... Although it troubles me how how like close we seem to this, how much we are in this, it is also comforting because her way through, Lauren's way through, is so admirable and inspiring and I feel like is a challenge for me to remember that change is an invitation and fortitude is the way through. Change is the invitation and fortitude is the way through. Um, ah, there's so many great speakers who honestly speak about it better than me. Adrian Marie Brown has an entire podcast on this whole series. And I think it's called Octavia's Parables. It's her and... Toshi Reagan and they host it together and it's absolutely gorgeous so I would recommend tuning in if you want to read it and you want someone to read it with you but fortitude aha she is a pillar for me in terms of like honestly a hero that I see who embodies that principle so what I want to do now is go through ways to fortify. I think there are so many examples to choose from. I'm going to share personally about which ones I've been finding, ones that I've been getting curious about. But I'm excited to hear, and even if I don't hear you say it, to imagine you finding your own ways and sharing your own ways with others that you're surrounded by and honestly even if it's just reviewing it for yourself what ways in which you fortify yourself your spirit your mind and your body so that when you wake up and more fuckery happens you are able to survive it with 
grace and resilience. And it doesn't, you know, fuck grace. It doesn't always have to be graceful, but that you survive it. And that there is enough of you left to come back tomorrow. Because that's what this really is about, right? Maintenance and being able to show up not only for yourself, but for your community. I've been really thinking about that because there are so many ways in which this season has threatened to take me out. And I know it's not just me. And I am challenging myself to make room to fortify my spirit through meditating and spending more quiet time with myself. I have such a hard time with this. I am the type of person who has 300 million browsers open. I will be watching Netflix, be on my phone with Instagram, and I'll be trying to write something all at the same time. I also, (laughs) I don't like, stillness is, is very important to me, but I have a really hard time getting there. I'm like scared of what will happen in that magical place of like, just existing by myself (laughs) um and that is a way I'm trying to challenge myself to fortify because even right now as I'm recording I feel like I'm pretty sure everybody in my house is asleep at this point and it feels like my brain is just going and um I've I've recorded so many times trying to like stay on track and stay with it and sometimes my brain can just be a huge roller coaster but I'm trying to listen in on the way that my brain flows and not try to like redirect it all the time or numb it all the time so that's the way that I'm fortifying I spoke more clearly about meditation earlier but it also exists in mindfulness which is what I just really talked about about doing one thing at a time and that that is enough I don't need I don't need everybody's opinion to be and oh I paused there because I think I needed to receive that but yeah I'm gonna go back to my notes because I'm losing my train of thought But that's one for me, meditation and mindfulness, doing one thing at a time. I've also been really curious about embodiment. I don't know enough about this practice to like preach about it or speak about it or know about it, but there's something called somatics, which is a realm of psychology that deals with the body first, like healing from the body first and then the mind like how you feel in things rather than how you think about things and that's been really useful for me because like like why me not think well I can't say this is for everybody the way anxiety manifests for me I'll start like just thinking and it'll just be my brain going going and all of a sudden it's like nothing exists of my body past my shoulder nothing exists and what I love about somatics work or what I've been pitter-pattering in with somatics work is that asking those questions or listening to like someone lead a practice who is a somatics practitioner it's like a reminder to get back to what I'm feeling so when I told y'all to like sit 
and feel your booty against the ground. That's what I mean when I talk about somatics, like actually feeling the way my body feels. And as I've been meditating more and practicing that more and dancing more around my house, like literally like feeling how my body extends to do a full gesture. I really love the choreographer Galen Hooks. Her dancing is very intentional and like she hits every single vertebrae in her body before she completes the movement. And I've been challenging myself to feel everything. Not in extremes, because that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Everybody needs a little numbing sometimes, okay? But, um, oh, my thought. Yes, it feels like I'm being challenged to be present with all that is going on in my body rather than trying to think myself out of it. So that's a way of fortifying for me. Another way, and I've said this a million times, but, and we'll probably get to this in self-study too, which is coming later in the season, but affirmations, y'all. I have paintings in my room with affirmations, with promises. I'm staring at one now and it says wholehearted. I promise to come back home to myself. I promise to own my truth. And then it has a beautiful black woman with her hair as a fro of blue sky and clouds. And she's thinking. I have... (laughs) I have many vision boards <laughs> and I have tons of little scriptures, quotes, messages around my room to keep me encouraged and to fortify my spirit so that my brain can't trick me out of my blessing and out of my purpose and out of who I know myself to be, which is a boss and a lovely human who goes through a lot. And you know, I'm flawed. I'm imperfect, but like I'm, I'm worthy, a worthy human being, a worthy, audacious, sacred being. So that's another way to ground. And the next thing that I think about a lot is music. I've been bathing in Beautiful Chorus, which is a group that, a musical group that kind of like very intentionally focuses on music that is all about affirmations and it won't be a lot of lyrics. It'll truly be like, you are enough, you are enough. Welcome to the queendom. This is where we begin. You are loved, you are loved. Like those are literally lyrics from a song called Queendom. And when I listen, I'm reminded like the simplicity of like why I'm here. I feel grounded when things get simple. Which is another thing. I've been flirting with minimalism for like all of quarantine. I want to get rid of everything I do. I've been feeling really detached from things too. I think that right now I am um, who I was and who I am becoming. I'm in the middle of that. And I feel like that'll kind of be life because we're always growing and evolving. But I like there in ways there have been times where I've looked in my body and I'm like I do not know you I do not know you (laughs) and I've tried on like a lot of my clothes because I'm trying to purge it and I've realized like whoa like I don't why I didn't want this and it's interesting to look back on the person I was who wanted that and why I wanted that and what I'm looking to now 
I'm rambling a bit, but mindfulness has been really interesting. I've watched a few documentaries on Netflix and some of my favorite YouTubers are minimalist. Um, shout out to Kelly Stamps. I love Kelly Stamps. She's so funny and so great. She's the only monotone person I will listen to for hours on end. The next thing when it comes to fortifying is kind of the neck that bit consumption. What are you consuming? Now, for me, I've been doing my best to consume only positive things. I actually, I had to stop watching Greenleaf, I think. I, I, I think I really like the premise because, oh man, I feel like it's just going to be me healing my inner church kid for like <laughs> the foreseeable future. But the show is kind of on that. But there are some themes in there that once I turn off the show... I'll, I'll, like, I'll have nightmares. I just feel it and I can't get to sleep. So I had to press pause. And the same with a lot of other stuff. Most of what I've been watching has been like incredible, incredible black sitcoms from the 90s and the early 2000s. And just making it a point to watch us in bliss and not to watch us in pain has been really fundamental to me. And kind of is all I can consume. Like I, I can't do it. I can't do the other stuff. Because I already have to like be awake to what's happening in my reality. And I'm like, oh, we don't need to have any more stuff. <laughs> no, thank you. So that's my question that I ask with consumption. Like, how is this feeding my spirit? If I were to turn this off and to go about my day, will it carry with me what I'm watching? And do I want the feeling that I'm experiencing now while watching this show, this movie, this YouTube video, this news clip to linger with me all day? And then the next step with consumption, which I didn't really know you could do, but I've been following this really dope, I am not sure how to encompass her title she's a healer in a lot of different senses but she's local in my community her name is shell and she started this really lovely wellness community called rooted and anywho there are lots of videos that she posts about centering and i watched one about like well because you know how when you when you have check-ins with others and if your check-ins are like, if you get real and everybody starts like sharing how they're actually feeling, you know, when you start that video call and everybody's like, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. And everybody just keeps saying I'm okay. <laughs> and then you get to the point where everybody talks about what's going on. How to clean after that, because you can, you have a conversation in it and then you like, you're able to be supportive and be there for the other person and hear their story and they're able to hear yours. And then afterwards, you can clean. You can do a process and a ritual to like reset your body. And I tried, I tried it. I can't remember the specifics of what we did, but it was a breathing exercise. And then I was able to walk into the rest of my day without carrying heaviness. This wasn't related to like a friend check-in. I feel like I have to clarify that. It was something going on, I think at home. But that, is such a wonderful thing to think about if you still want to consume 
other things. So if you're not affected by stuff like that, like my mom can watch anything. Like I think like sometimes I'll be out there watching dishes and it is like, it is CSI, criminal minds, murder mystery. And me, I'm in here trying to to watch anything but that. <laughs> so it all depends on who you are as an individual. But I think it's important to have a practice to clean in ways that are literal and in ways that are metaphysical so that you can be whole and fortify your your inner man or your inner person is what I mean. And the last thing I wish to say is fortifying and how you connect. It'll really be brief because this podcast is be this episode is becoming much longer than I want it to be, I think. But how are you connecting to others in this time locally? And there are many levels to local, right? Local is within you. Uh, and then within your community and then within your greater community. So that includes, then that starts to include like people, like your, 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 the people you're around, your neighbors and stuff like that. And what does that look like for you? And is there a way that you can engage more with community or is there a way where you need to take a step back? I'm the type of person where more often than not, my challenge is to engage more. I I wouldn't say I'm scared of people, but I'm scared of people. I don't necessarily trust lots of people. Um, and this time has had me questioning people that have always been rocks for me, which I have to check myself on when it comes to fortifying because one, I don't want to gaslight myself out of like healthy relationships. Don't gaslight yourself out of healthy relationships. But two, like you can have queries about a relationship without being paranoid about relationships. I'm not, I don't have any guidance in the way of finding a neutral ground. I don't. Um, I know for sure that in this time, I've started paying more attention right to my body because I can I can explain myself out of anything. I am I'm masterful in that way, frankly. But <laughs> what I'm seeking to do is pay attention to what my body tells me when I'm around people. Like if I start feeling really heavy and drained around a person, even if we're talking about lighthearted stuff, then I'm like, ooh, I gotta check. I gotta check how often I hang around you. And then there also comes that place where you've gotta check you. And if you're being that person to others, and I'm sure, frankly, that I have done that to other people. And I'm working really hard in 2021 to trauma bond less and to floodgate less. Because one, I'm being reminded that like, I am enough and I am enough for me, like to support me. And I need community and I won't deny that I do, but it's not a codependent thing. It's a it's a choice fulfillment thing, you know? I could go on forever on fortification and on groundedness, but I won't. I hope these tools have been helpful for you. I think what I'm going to do, not think, I know, because we got a whole month. We still are in the beginning of January to send you guys some 
things that have been helping me fortify, whether it be music or books, specific things that relate to this theme and can relate and help you make room. So I will be about my business, so be it, see to it. Thank you for listening. I hope you folks are doing well. I hope that you are caring for your spirit. Please imagine me giving you the biggest virtual love hug. Honestly, if we were in person, it'd probably still be virtual-like. I give heart hugs where I cultivate love for my heart, and then I throw it to you to catch and place in your heart. And so imagine that I threw it, I threw one to you, I'm cultivating it, and I threw it at you, and that's for you. Maintain your peace. I hope you drank water during this episode. I hope you get your mirror for your affirmations. And I hope that you felt your booty against the ground. Very important. Happy Monday. Much love.